Welcome to episode 229 of the Digital Tourism Show, sponsored by Tour Panda. In this episode, we have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Cindy Greedy of Expedia, and she'll be discussing key accommodation trends and how you can use these to help grow your business and how they will affect you going forward. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, cause I think the last time I mean, we mentioned earlier on, the last time we saw each other was pro-e-tag or something. Or, yeah, or, it used to be absolutely. Part of that. Yeah. So I guess for everyone in the room, so when I first met Chris years and years ago, I used to work for a Scottish enterprise. And one of the core projects that I worked on was the Edinburgh Tourism Action Group. So that was very much my baby um, and absolutely loved it and so did lots of kind of matching of tourism businesses with technology businesses and trying to get those kind of two groups working together in a really kind of collaborative sense so yeah that was that was how we first mm -hmm. met and then I got stolen away to, to come That's what you asked for we're going to go into that so what, what made what sort of pulled you towards Expedia what was, what was it attracted you to them? So I think for me, um, I loved all of the work that I was doing like with kind of tourism and tech and we did some really exciting events in terms of like data hack events and stuff like that and I was just so kind of invigorated by all of that. But when I was working at Scottish Enterprise that was half of my job and the other half I was kind of working on oil and gas projects or um, renewables um, which is fascinating but I have no background in renewables, um, but I was a project manager, so I was kind of having to, to juggle different projects. Um, and a couple of years ago, I uh, did the Destination Leadership Program, which is this amazing program um, put together by Scottish Enterprise and um, Edinburgh Napier. And I met a bunch of amazing people, including Dan, who's here. Well, actually, I knew Dan before that. But, you know, there was this group of really engaging people. And um, my current boss, Neil, um, was, was on the program. And we just worked really well together. And he was so enthusiastic and passionate about Expedia as this incredible company to work for that I kind of was like, Cara, and I had that jealousy moment where I was like, I, I really want to go and work there. And a job came up and I spoke to Neil about it. He was like, you should apply. And I did. And very quickly in the space of a week, I well. found out that I had a new job. Um, so it was hugely exciting. And that's kind of what drew me to mm -hmm. go and work there. Credit to yourself then, getting it that quickly. Thanks. So, you know, obviously everyone knows Expedia covers uh, a lot of different aspects now, from flights to tours uh, and, of course, accommodation, which mm -hmm. you're here to talk about. So in terms of accommodation, um, what do you see as the key trends? Um, uh, are you seeing that's going to have a big impact in the year to come and the years to come? And the years to come. <clears throat> There's so many that I could mm -hmm. kind of grab a hold of, so I'll try and narrow it down to just a couple to focus on today. Um, I think Cara covered personalization really nicely, so I won't go into that because I think that's definitely a key trend that's coming up, um, or not coming up, it's happening mm. right now and, and we need to be kind of engaged with it. I think flexibility and ease was another thing that Cara kind of spoke about. So being flexible, being um, able to turn things around really quickly, 
um, being available at the last minute um, and, and having all of that kind of going for you is a huge trend. Our lives are becoming more and more unpredictable um, and changing all the time. And, you know, we all know that feeling of, you know, getting a call, can you be here at this time, at this date? And you're having to kind of juggle everything. So I think having that kind of flexibility and ease is such a huge thing that's, that's really impacting travel at the moment. And not just in accommodation and mm -hmm. in everything. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, I think at the moment there's a real kind of change in in the markets that are coming to Scotland. So we're seeing um, certainly through kind of Expedia stuff really beautiful growth in terms of long haul markets. So you know Americans, we were just having a little chat about about that kind of Americans, Canadians, Australians. Um, the pound is very uh, affordable at the mm -hmm. moment for, for a lot of those countries. Um, so it's very appealing for them. And there's a lot, um, a lot of beautiful kind of history and heritage to draw mm -hmm. those people here. So I think we're seeing a really nice influx, not just to, to Scotland, but to the UK mm -hmm. in terms of in terms of those markets. And I think um, the, the other thing that I would say is really a core trend. It's been a trend for a while now, but I think it's becoming increasingly important is kind of a mix of how how properties appear online. And when I say it's kind of a mix, it's not just about your photos. It absolutely is about your photos, but it's not just that. It's about your reviews. You know, mm -hmm. people are now looking at between six and 12 reviews before they even consider booking something. So it's about your whole online presence and and that kind of technical kind of trend and where people are searching for information is such a huge trend at the moment as mm -hmm. well. And how do you see that? Um, no, Carol was mentioning how it's getting, uh, Glasgow is becoming more and more popular. You guys mm. seeing that as well? As, you know? Absolutely. So I think we've seen great growth. Um, I think last year was a more challenging year. So 2019, there was a lot of new hotel stock in the market and things kind of are always disrupted when there's a lot of change mm. in a market. Um, and yet we still saw really good growth. Mm -hmm. So that was still, you know, positive growth that came out of that. And certainly for, for 2020, you know, if I look at kind of future pace of bookings and that sort of thing, it all looks really positive. We've also got a series of fantastic events happening in Glasgow this year. So I think we're really going to benefit from that. And Glasgow's kind of tourism is really very event driven. Mm. So lots of brilliant music events, everything from the Jonas Brothers, if you're a big fan, uh, right through to Celine Dion um, and Jerry Cinnamon. So there's, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. But there's also what Glasgow really benefits from is the conference activity. Mm. And there's absolutely loads of that happening at the moment, which is fantastic, including the climate change conference um, that yep. is coming in November. Um, and that's coming for a full two weeks to Glasgow. So having that kind of exposure on a world stage mm -hmm. is absolutely amazing. It's such a great opportunity yep. and it's going to be huge. Mm -hmm. There's so many people coming. Yeah. So I think that kind of stuff mm -hmm. will mean that we see really good growth. Yeah. But I think there's a couple of like sporting events happening this year as well, isn't there? Yeah, so of, like, all of the UEFA yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. absolutely loads going yeah. on. So it's a good place to be. A proper place. So yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the industry, is, as, as everyone knows from all the talks that I've done and, and the speakers that we've had, the, the industry is constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. um, OTAs are 
getting lots of uh, investment. There's been lots of acquisitions happening, and just recently, with there's been some of them have been pulling out, like Booking.com and things like that. So, mm -hmm. uh, how do you see Expedia's role evolving, uh, sort of evolving over the coming years? Do you still see you pushing forward with what you guys are doing, or do you see you also maybe pulling out of certain sectors or something like, like tours, for example, and things like that? Maybe? Yeah, I think. Um, <clears throat> I don't think we will, you know, and this is my personal opinion, I should say, I'm not privy to the <laughs> internal workings of Expedia, um, but I don't think we will pull out of the tourism sector. I think Expedia is very committed to, to you know, supporting the tourism sector. If anything, we're looking to become more locally relevant, yeah. really work with people on the ground. Part of the reason we come out and talk at events like this is that we're we want to be connected with the industry at a grassroots level. And that means, you know, meeting with hotel partners regularly. I was out today in Glasgow meeting, having market visits with a number of hotel partners and Kathy came out and joined me. And, you know, it's that's very important. So I don't think that that's going to change. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of personalization of our service to hoteliers um, and to other parts of the industry is still a vital part of, of Expedia's business. And I think that's where we do really well. Um, I think in terms of other kind of trends that I see for, for online travel agents, I think it's, it's an interesting world and it's moving quite quickly at the moment. I think you'd mentioned the kind of tours and, and what's happening in that, that space. I think that's a space that I really am keen to watch what's happening because I think there's so much opportunity mm -hmm. and we just don't know what that is yet or how that's going to work. Um, but I think there's so much potential in that yeah. area and I think that could be the next mm -hmm. kind of boom area. Um, I think in terms of trends for accommodation providers and how we kind of see things progressing, I think for us it's about taking things to the next level. So it's about making sure that our tech is the best tech that they can get access to, that we're providing them with the best market insights around what kind of customers we're bringing mm -hmm. them. Um, we have these beautiful tools like um, we have a great revenue management tool that if you work with us as an accommodation provider, you get access to. And it really gives you actionable insights in terms of what the competition's doing in the market, what kind of things are going to impact you know, potential rates and, and availability in the market mm -hmm. and that sort of stuff. So I think it's about, you know, optimizing those tools um, for our hotel partners. And then for our customers, um, it's about making bookings as easy as possible for mm -hmm. them um, and giving them as much information as possible. And, and that is about kind of interacting with our hotel partners. I think Cara was great in terms of what she was saying in terms of kind of matching customers' needs to the right hotel and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of work to be done in those areas. No, I certainly agree with the localization side of things. I think that's why a lot of the OTAs are now pulling back and just having another look at it because you know, Airbnb are doing really well with the experience side of things. You know, um, get Your Guide are starting to do their own local type tours and yeah. themselves. That's the direction where a lot of these companies are now trying to focus on and yeah. be more grassroots. So I think I agree with that, and certainly the tech side as well. Yeah. Um, that's why a lot of the companies, like again, like Airbnb and stuff, have, have, have grown so quickly because the tech behind them and the booking Absolutely. process is so easy to use. Yeah. So I think that's half the battle. If you've got that, then that's when you bring people on. You know, Expedia's certainly up there as well with yeah. that side of things, so yeah, it's good to see. Um, so before I pass it on to the floor, um, if it was 
for the accommodation providers here, or let's say listening or watching, if there was one piece of advice you would give to them today, what would it be in terms of optimising their own product or wanted to come on to Expedia, for example? Yeah. So what would be that one thing you would... I'm going to do two. That's fine, that's fine. We're going to spoil um, people. <laughs> so the first thing I would say is be really aware of your online presence. And that does come down to your photos and your reviews. And I know that responding to reviews is really time consuming. <clears throat> it's a real hassle. Um, it's so valuable. It Please. must be done. <laughs> it must be done. Um, so I would kind of beseech people to kind of think about that and think about, you know, what are the key kind of unique selling points of their product and make sure you have a photo of that that's beautiful and that sells that to, to the best advantage. Um, make sure your photos are high resolution. <laughs> I know it sounds really basic, but actually the amount of kind of larger companies that don't get that right, you know, I think you, you put yourself at an advantage mm -hmm. if you really think about how you appear and how visual you are and, and people will respond to that. So that would be my first one. My second one would be really think about what data you have access to. And that doesn't have to be Expedia data. Um, if you work with us, you will have Expedia data. So if you don't know where it is, please do come and speak with me and I'll show you where it is. Um, but, you know, if you work with any kind of online travel agency, you'll be collecting data. If you only take bookings at the door or on your tour, you're still collecting data. Just make sure that you record it and you actually use it to make kind of informed decisions about how you go forward. Mm -hmm. A lot of the conversations I have with hotels is around their strategy and then how we can use their data to really drive that strategy forward for them. Um, so I would take those insights as much as possible and use them. Mm -hmm. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Does anyone have any questions for Sydney? I've stunned you all into silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep, we've got one now. Jessica will come over with the mic. Hi, I'm Ian. I run a small private tour business. Um, you mentioned the reviews and managing reviews. In particular, what review platform does it matter? I mean, I, I, I use TripAdvisor. And but I don't push um, Google reviews, for example. Do you have a, an opinion or a view? So that's a great question. I think I would say TripAdvisor, absolutely, you should be managing and just keeping an eye on those kinds of reviews. I would encourage you to look at Google as well because mm -hmm. Google are making a big play into the travel industry. And yeah, um, yeah, they're really kind of stepping in there. So I think you'll find more and more stuff is coming through on Google and people are using that more and more as a platform to review on. If I'm honest about the way that I shop, when I kind of am thinking about an activity that I might want to do, I will Google it and I will make a judgment based on the mm. review quality. What I would say is that even if you get a negative review, don't take that as a, as a bad thing. If you respond to that, your customers are much more likely to still book your product if they see a management response. Mm -hmm. If they don't, that is where yeah, you get yourself into trouble. Yeah, so I would say absolutely TripAdvisor. Um, 
I would think about Google as well. And then if you're, I think for you, Ian, I don't know if you work with other platforms at the moment, um, but if, if you were to, then I would kind of seek each of those platforms and, and kind of work with the reviews. Most of the hoteliers who we work with, work with ourselves, booking.com, um, and they usually have a TripAdvisor listing as well. Some of them are starting to get a lot more clued up on Google and they will respond to reviews on all four of those platforms. Yeah, Google reviews is becoming more and more important, definitely for rankings and everything else. Yeah. So, well, we actually had a customer asked that the other day and I said, if you're getting a booking through TripAdvisor or one of those platforms, put the review on that or ask them to put the review on that. If you're getting a direct, direct them to Google. That's, that's what sort of we're advising yeah. people on. So. No worries. Any other questions? Of course. Question from Cara. <laughs> um, so we were really lucky at Corporate Traveller to, to be affiliated by Expedia and have access to your rates um, as of last year, um, which is quite a big thing. But I know from our side of the company, it's all about a cultural fit when we look for partners. Um, I was just wondering how that comes into effect in like your daily life when you're actually speaking to hotel chains or individual ones in regards to the culture? Absolutely. So I think, yeah, it's an excellent question. I think um, it's a balance to be had. So obviously not every hotel that we work with or every provider that we work with will have exactly the same cultural values that, that I have or that, that the company has. But I would say it's something that I talk to hotels quite a lot about is you know, what are they looking to achieve? You know, what is important to them as a hotel and how can we match that with kind of Expedia and what's important to Expedia? So I think that's very much a part of it. I guess an example of that would be maybe accessibility needs. So um, for Expedia, it's really important that as much of our platform is accessible to as many people as possible. So we obviously want travel to be available to everyone in the world and for it to be easy and accessible and, and simple. For a hotelier, that can be quite challenging information to actually put across onto a platform. So we've done a lot of work to try and facilitate that and make that as easy as possible. And it's something that I speak to people quite regularly in meetings about is, you know, have we got all of your accessibility information mm. up to date? Do we need to do something there to make that kind of better and to increase that? I think interestingly as well, you were kind of talking about the environmental stuff before as well. So I think there's some work going on at the moment to try and facilitate that a little bit more so that properties who are eco-friendly or, or something like that can make that more kind of obvious on their platform as well. Um, so yeah, it's a it's it's a tricky one because obviously it's not always going to be a perfect match for us because we work so, with such a huge range of companies and providers and suppliers. But I think certainly for for me and my kind of day to day kind of conversations with hotels, it is a big part of what we discuss. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and different people like different businesses are looking to attract kind of different kinds of customers and you can really tailor that according to what they need. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, yep. Frank's got a question. Shuffle around. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jess. 
Hi, I'm Frank. It's just um, a question, uh, maybe I don't understand it fully, but um, in terms of localization, so for example, Glasgow or Edinburgh, um, when, when you have a client who, who, who's seeking to book whatever accommodation you have, do you then um, set about, I'm thinking about some of the smaller tour operators and guides and various other things, do you, do you then go about trying to personalize that visit with all these different suggestions, with different suggestions that, with people that you work with locally as well? So, so currently the way it works is it's a lot more kind of automated than that. And so if someone looks to book a hotel in Glasgow, for example, um, they'll get, you know, their hotel through. And then following that, there will be some suggestions of, you know, are there things you want to do in Glasgow? And there will come up with suggestions. But that's based on the list of people who currently work with us. So we don't then go out and create, I guess, a bespoke experience for our, our customers. I think, and I, you know, I don't think this is in the works for any time soon, but I think that's the way the travel market is certainly moving. Um, I can't speak to Expedia and what kind of, when that would happen or if it'll happen or anything like that. But certainly, you know, we have quite extensive membership programs where we're really like engaging with our customers and trying to find out what they're, what they're looking for, what's important to them, how can we service them so that they do have a more personalized experience. And I think that is the kind of thing that probably will start to kind of be created more, but I think it'll end up happening in a way where it's not like we go out and search for bespoke experiences, but we figure out what the customer is looking for and then suggest things that are bespoke to that customer. Um, we're not at that point yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, in five years time, that is what the travel online travel market is like. And not just for, you know, us for worldwide. I think that is, that is what I would hope for anyway, because I think that's what people want. Any last questions? Hi. Both our speakers got off flight today. Yeah, <laughs> you were all so nice to me. Thank you. <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough. Oh, thank you. It was good to see you again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can everyone please give a massive thank you to Sydney? <laughs>